Coming up a little after 8 o'clock this morning, just after the 8 o'clock news, in fact, I'll uh, have Jeremy Hansen, Canadian astronaut from London, Ontario, that's going to uh, jet around the moon next year on the Artemis II. Uh, he'll be stopping by to tell us how dangerous this mission is. With so much space junk in the uh, galaxy now, there is a lot of danger to it, but uh, you, you'll be surprised how they prepare uh, for such danger. Uh, Jeremy Hansen, after the 8 o'clock news. Mayor Sandra Masters on the way, too. She's here in just a few moments in studio. If you have a question for the mayor, anything that you want to gripe about or ask her about, text me now, one 7275 That's also where you can let me know about your uh, favorite outdoor, or pardon me, rural rink in Saskatchewan. That's the conversation here this morning. Who's got the best rink burgers? And what rural rink do you actually enjoy going to as a hockey mom or dad or grandparent, or perhaps you have a memory as a kid? Uh, Brandy Bastura said, Cabri Rink is the best with burgers. Awesome. Jason Hunt votes for the Saudi Communiplex, also suggesting they've got the best burgers. That used to be one of the coldest ever rinks I used to play in back when I was a kid. Margaret Simmons said, uh, puts her vote in for Lang, Saskatchewan. I had the classic. The drawbridge uh, dressing room stairs. She says the rink burgers. It's cold, but it's fun. Thank you, Margaret. And uh, some of you sharing pictures of your rinks, too, on my morning show Facebook page. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, really quick, I got to give a shout-out to the University of Regina Women's Basketball Club. Yesterday in the Can West playoffs, uh, the Cougars beat the University of Manitoba in their first game. Next up, uh, the Quest for Nationals. They take on Fraser Valley this evening. That's That's pretty awesome. I uh, was watching uh, last night uh, the Scotties for a little bit there. Saskatchewan lost in a must-win. Tough break for them, but I'm flipping around. I'm I'm thinking, do I stay up and watch the Oiler game? I wanted to. It was against Boston, but it, it, was, it was on a little later. But as I'm flipping around, I, I come across one of the most unusual television specials I've ever seen. It was full of celebrities, and it was called Dolly Parton's Pet Gala. I, I don't know what the heck. There was, there was music. There was uh, runway dogs in Dolly's pet line, military dogs being trained for service. And she kicked off the special with what she said was a song she wrote when she was 11 years old called Puppy Love. Not that puppy love you might be familiar with. You're the best friend that I ever had. Puppy love, puppy love. They all call it puppy love. The perfect pet you kiss and hug. I like it. It's puppy love. It was such a weird special, but it's Dolly Parton. I couldn't stop watching it. And there were dogs. But anyhow, it also makes me think how the Humane Society in Harbor Landing, uh, they've got more dogs than they have ever, ever had before. And uh, they're hoping that they get some fosters or those who want to adopt some dogs. And uh, I, I think they got a special rate going still, too, if you want to adopt a dog. So contact the Regina Humane Society. She's here, Mayor Sandra Masters, on a Thursday morning. Good morning, Mayor. Welcome. Good Thank morning, you for Greg. dropping by my studio again here. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I might as well get right to it. I've had this text a few times here in the past, and I know you've had some complaints 
at your office about uh, ticketing. People feeling the city and the police are on a money grab right now. Has your phone been uh, ringing on this matter a few times? We've been getting some things coming into the office, yeah. Well, uh, why are you being like this? Why, why are you on a money grab? Because <laughs> it turns out it's uh, it's uh, against the law to um, to not stop at a red light. And so SGI, the police in the city, have a campaign out right now for rolling red stops or rolling red lights where people are turning right and not stopping at red lights. Yeah. it's Which is dangerous for pedestrians and all manner of things. So you ever do that? Just roll. Do through. I? Oh gosh, I would. Yes, of course, I have done that in the past. In uh, fact, I think we're all Once the campaign comes that. in, you sort of go, "Oh gosh, yeah, I need to come to a complete stop." Yeah. Have you ever been ticketed? <laughs> no. Ever since oh, being mayor here? Not for, no, not since being mayor, and not for a rolling, um, not for a rolling red light. Okay, but you you haven't been ticketed as mayor because you are mayor. You're just that much more conscientious of of, of your driving. Is that what you're trying to say? Or tell me the truth here. <laughs> Is it I'm, because you're mayor you're not I being ticketed? I am much more conscientious of my driving. Uh, I would think so, yes. Shouldn't be have anything to do with the fact you're mayor. You should be ticketed like the rest of us. If, if yes, if I break the traffic laws, I should be. Uh, boy, when's the next council meeting? Uh, so next Wednesday, February 28th, is an executive. And then uh, March 6th is the next council meeting. Seems pretty quiet. You guys you, you guys aren't getting along, are you? It's just really quiet lately. I think we can always find something that we agree on and, okay. and, uh, and more to come. Hey, this week, we learned Carmichael Outreach is right. uh, unable to expand its hours and that extra space because of Sask Energy gas problems. And I know the city uh, had put some money into assisting that project. Our cold weather strategy, if you will. Uh, it's mild now, but hey, I was kind of thinking eh, next week it's like looking a little colder. Um, is there a backup plan or a plan to assist them in this matter right now? So the utility was out yesterday fixing the problem and we expect that uh, warming shelter extended hours to be in place shortly. Okay, good. So there will be no modification of the cold weather strategy. Not right now, no. Just uh, going to carry on with that. Yeah. This is Black History Month. I've noticed you made a few posts uh, on your uh, Facebook page, the mayor's Facebook page. Uh, how have you been helping to shed some light on this month? So we had a uh, small business, small and medium-sized coalition for black businesses uh, event last Friday. I went to, there's a new uh, organization called Afro Tribes Festival. So there's a music Kind of night on Saturday night, which was awesome. And then on Saturday night, there's uh, I'm going to be at the Lieutenant Governor's house on um, uh, to celebrate Black History Month there. Nice. And, and so that's Saturday night. Yes. So you'll miss another fundraiser that's pretty important. I know you're a big supporter of the YWCA fundraiser, Coldest Night of the Year. Yes. Walk. Yes. So they do a walk. Can in you downtown? not do both, Mara? Like surely you can I find can time. actually do both because that's in the <laughs> afternoon. I will be doing that as well. Well, right. It does start at five. <laughs> yes. You are busy. Yeah. And, and Tell the Miracle is uh, back in Regina this year. And I was mentioning how as a little kid, uh, it was a big deal to stay up late on a Saturday night and see how long you could go watching. Did you do that? Uh, I was reflecting on this. I come from a small town where uh, you only had two channels, but it was one of the shows that we got to stay up late for. My brothers and I got to stay up late for Telemiracle, so it was a big, really big deal. And how, then, la- how late would you make it? Oh, maybe just I'm pretty after sure, midnight. Ma- yeah. My mom, I'm pretty sure, came and turned the TV off at midnight, just yeah. left us on the couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing, Mayor Sander Masters, I must ask you about is March 7th. That's a Thursday, I believe, next uh, next month. Uh, th- this is when you're going to announce that you're running again from there? <laughs> you're what? talking about what? my State of the City address? <laughs> oh, isn't that what you're going to be doing? We talk about all things that are going on in the city. Right. Yeah. And so will you announce at the beginning of the address <laughs> or the end? Is it the grand finale that you're running again? <laughs> I, I don't have any plans to that end right now, but I'm I'm open to advice, Greg. So you're not open. 
Oh, wait, wait a minute. So you are running again then? No, I'm open to your advice on this one. I'm advising you to tell me right now if you're running. Why do I got to wait till March 7th? So we talked about this, Greg. We okay. talked about, you know, I got a four-year mandate. Will you announce at least on March the 7th what you're doing, do you think? I don't. I don't believe I will. Okay. All right. Fine. I tried. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, now there's a maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, you're just trying to sell tickets now. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Okay, Mayor Sandra Masters, I see what you're doing here. Thank you so much for uh, your weekly visit. Always appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Suns up. It's going to be a nice couple of days here. Looking forward to the weekend, this short work week whipping by. I know it wasn't a short work week for many. It was for me, though, and seems to have blasted by rather quickly. And uh, I'm not ready to blast to the moon myself personally, but I sure love hearing uh, Jeremy Hansen, a Canadian astronaut who will be uh, jetting off to uh, flip and fly around the moon, literally on the Artemis II mission next year is... uh, with me on the phone right now, and uh, thank you again, Jeremy, for sticking around here. And let's let's talk about some of the dangers of going to the moon next year, it, it, just to get a sense of the dangers and even the capsule you're flying in. Like, how much room is there with four people on board? Imagine a minivan and uh, crawling in there with three of your buds <laughs> for uh, nine days and uh, never getting out. And that's kind of what it's like inside the capsule. We don't have a lot of room. In the future, you know, we're going to have a lunar lander. We're going to build this lunar gateway, a space station around the moon. Uh, Canada's building a third generation of space robotics for that. And so there will be more room in the future. But our job in Artemis II is a stepping stone to those future missions. All we have is the capsule. Our job is to test every single aspect of that capsule. So it is pretty tight. It's important that we launch as friends and we land as friends. But the people I'm flying with are just tremendous people. So I think it's one of those things. There'll be some shared suffering along the way, but that'll make the bond stronger. And uh, we're really good at having fun and laughing together. So uh, we'll be okay in there. Jeremy, will you download a bunch of movies on your iPad like my kids do when we go on long uh, trips? Um, You know, we do have uh, a tablet device. We could take some movies. But I'll tell you, I mean, it's only nine days. All you got to do is look out the window. The most extraordinary things that I could possibly imagine staring at will be there. But any free time that I have, I don't plan to watch movies while I'm in space. I'm, I plan to see the moon up close. But most importantly, we as a crew we really want to reflect back on our planet. You know, we all believe, I think you would agree, we're just not doing as well as we could as a human race on this planet right now. And uh, Artemis missions are not going to solve that problem. But We do hope that by four humans looking back on our planets, taking pictures of every single human alive and sending them back, we'll just have people pause even for a moment and just remember we're all connected. And if we want to thrive on this planet, we have to collaborate. We have to create together versus destroy. And we have to take care of this planet. That'll be what I'm watching. Beautifully said, my friend. But still, without Wi-Fi, I'd be a little concerned up there. Anyhow, I digress. Jeremy Hansen is going to fly to the moon in the Artemis II next year. So there sure seems to be a lot of satellites and space debris in our galaxy now. How risky is this mission, Jeremy? There's uh, there's quite a bit of risk involved with uh, that. It's something that we, we know it could happen. We track we track most of the debris and sat on all the satellites, all the active satellites, and then most of the debris down to a certain size. So we know 
what we have to fly through, and we will maneuver to avoid what we know of. But there are pieces smaller than we can track, and uh, we know we have to fly to that. That does increase our risk, especially on this mission profile, because not only we have to go through it like once on the way out and once on the way back, but we also have to go through it on that extra test um, orbit of the Earth that takes a day. So we have a couple of extra journeys through some of the most, uh, the busiest places uh, in orbit around Earth. Um, if we do take a hit and we, let's say we did get a hole in our spacecraft and we couldn't repair it, we do have these pressure suits, these orange pressure suits that you see and. They've come up with a clever strategy for us to survive in those for many days as required until we can get home safely. Recently, you returned to Moose Jaw, where you uh, spent some time at CFB. Uh, tell me a little about your time at Saskatchewan that got you to this point going to the moon. Bit of a homecoming for me. I haven't been back in a while, but uh, this is where my aviation career really started with the Royal Canadian Air Force uh, in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Just an amazing time in my life where I was achieving, you know, on a path to achieving my goal of becoming a fighter pilot and uh, had extraordinary experiences here. When I look back on my path, what I sort of naively did was I set this goal of becoming a space explorer. But then I, I did this important thing. I, I just shared it with other people. I just let them know that I was interested in this. And then that team of people over time curated my experiences, pushed me, challenged me. And ultimately, it was that team that got me to this place where I have this extraordinary opportunity to represent Canada, a country that would be the second to have a human fly into deep space which is pretty extraordinary compliment to the country and uh, makes me super proud. Awesome. Any idea when next year, like is there a month you can kind of project that you might be going? Oh, absolutely. And we've set September as the target date that we're working towards. And as of right now, we, we don't see anything standing in our way of meeting that launch date. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really that far away. You're a good man to join us here this morning. I appreciate your time and it's been wonderful and, and fascinating at the same time. Uh, figuring out how you guys pull all of this off, and it sounds extraordinary. And I thank you for your time. Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Well, I'm on my way to the city lights, to the pretty face that shines her light on the city nights. And I gotta catch a noon train, I gotta be there on time. Oh, it feels so good to know she waits at the end of the line. Up until recently, the Saskatchewan School Board Association has stayed pretty quiet as negotiations between the province and the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation has unfolded. But uh, yes, we will hear from the school board on the Evan Bray Show coming up here just after the 8.30 news this morning. I, Greg Morgan, was uh, impressed with Austin Matthews. I can't stand the least, but still he got to hand it to him in front of his hometown crowd, which was largely Leaf fans in Phoenix. He got his 50th goal last night and then turned around and scored another, so 51. But, yeah, the fastest U.S.-born player to reach 50. The Leafs win 6-3. And the Oilers uh, took on the Bruins. I didn't stay up late to watch this one. I watched the highlights. Oilers were down like 3-1. They eventually came back, and it was quite the game. But I, I want to... The Boston uh, Bruins were up, like I think, 3-1 to one in the second. And Jake DeBrusque scores. Shot stop, they score! Now, why would I worry about sharing a highlight goal from Jake DeBrusque as an Oiler fan and he's a Bruin? Well, it's because it is kind of a neat story. Jake DeBrusque had his mom watching in the crowd. He's a native of Edmonton, right? And uh, his mom's in the audience and his dad is uh, Louie, of course, who's on the Oiler broadcast working. And Jake hadn't scored within the last 10 games. So prior to the game, dad is interviewing his son. 
And he pulls out a piece of paper. Dad does. And it's when Jake was a real little kid, he made a bunch of coupons for his parents. And dad held on to it. And before the game, said this to inspire his son, because he knew his son uh, was really taking it hard. He hadn't scored in 10 games. So this is before the Oiler game. And when you were youngsters, and one of them, you made the golden tickets. And you know what? I looked over this whole coupon, and it doesn't have an expiry date. So I'm cashing it in tonight, kiddo. A goal assist or 30 push-ups right here. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that right now, but I'll keep that in mind. Appreciate that. All right, love you, kiddo. Have a good one, all right? So that was uh, part of the live broadcast if you're watching uh, the pre-broadcast there. And sure enough, he doesn't have to do the push-ups. He did get a goal, and he assisted on the overtime winner. At least the Oilers got a point out of that, but it was a thriller. Six to five. The Oilers came back now once but twice, but uh, Boston got it done in overtime. Connor Bedard played last night with the Hawks. They lost 3-1. Nope, no points. For Connor Bedard. CJME News Time Now is 826.